Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. It's our job to help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And we're back with another small business owner. Who is enjoying the life the second time around. It's a great story. She figured it out. Took lessons. By the way, you titled last episode. I always wait for the quote Mm -hmm. to title a show. I'm not going to make the same mistakes again. Mm-hmm. But that's, we've been preaching, everybody preaches that. Yes, we learn. have. Learn, 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 learn. Learn, learn from your mistakes. Uh, but we're back. We're back with Jenny Midgley. We love talking with you about marketing because that's one of the things that we work on with our clients is their marketing plan. And it never ceases to amaze me how many people either don't have a marketing plan or they're not quite sure on if their plan's working, they have no way to measure their plan. So we're gonna do some deep diving today and talk about it from your artistic perspective. Love it. And there's a couple of things that people have actually asked us to cover. So we are gonna talk about the rule of thirds. We're gonna dive into negative space. We're gonna get super dorked out with some fun (laughs) jargon, which- I see the drool coming off the side of your mouth. Fires me up, fires me up. So, but before we do that, um, we have been working on our brand, Mm -hmm. Mike and I, and I think something that you said on the last podcast really hit home to me, which is that it continues to evolve. And I've seen that with all of our clients. So what is that quote about a plan never... um, survives contact with the Yours, enemy. That's your line, yeah. 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 And I think that's so true in marketing is that you might have a really good plan to start with, but that plan could get completely blown to bits mm-hmm. once you start implementing it and you realize that you need to, uh, my not other word, pivot and go into a different direction. Because a pandemic showed up. Yeah, a <laughs> pandemic showed up. Um, so something else showed up. What's really funny about that, so like Mike and I had a business one-to-one scheduled like right towards the beginning of the pandemic and i was like hey i don't think we can meet in person how about we zoom and he was like yeah i don't really do that let's wait until we can meet in person and then four days later it was like hey i think i have to get on the zoom bandwagon so let's set up a time <laughs> i was like yeah and now he's like the zoom king right and yeah. then um but what's funny is what came out of that conversation was when we were talking, he was like, and you totally don't have to credit me on this one, but um, because we were talking about pivot, don't pause, right? And what he said was social distancing does not need to be business distancing. Mm -hmm. And that was like, for me, a light bulb of a catalyst, right? Because that was where I was able to say, you know, all of these things that had been plugging around in my head, I can't photograph people, I can't, you know, we were, you know, what was going to happen with essential businesses and non-essential businesses and what does that look like? And thankfully, um, you know, real estate photographers were not impacted. We could adjunct to real estate. We photographers who part, who were partnered with other media outlets could photograph still. So there was opportunity, but it was still like it derailed everything. Like there was no... Um, and for, so like for somebody like me, I spent all my time helping other people get their online presence together. And I got every single one of my clients through word of mouth referrals or networking. They met me in person. Rarely, I think like twice did I get an inquiry from the website that actually went through to 
a client, and that was only after we met them, right? Like I would go and meet them, and then they'd be like, and yes, then I they work go with your website. Yeah, right. absolutely. We we've experienced yeah. the exact same thing. Right. Uh, all of our clients come, but via either they've met us, they've met somebody, they referred to us. And um, one person found us on Facebook, and which was great because mm-hmm. she put out there looking to meet slash hire a business coach. Do you mm-hmm. know any? And I think she said about a half dozen people said you need which to call is still Trinity and Mike. Like a referral. It's not like she just Googled us and found us. No, so. but the fact that you, again, what we talked about on the previous episode, you got to put it out there. Yeah, yeah. And that tells us we're all in the right, headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so for me, like, and it's funny because one of my, um, one of the connections that I've made through the course of this, so like, there's a lot of great things that have come out this, out of this pandemic and this quarantine. And one of them is some of the connections that I made with other marketing people, right. In the online space with whom I would not have normally connected. And, um, this particular one lives in Toronto and, um, and he was doing a live or we were talking, we were chatting on a live or I don't remember how, how it happened, but he was, he said something like we were talking about pivoting and making, putting your business online. And if you weren't doing that before the pandemic, you know what? And I said, no, I, I wasn't because I was so busy helping other people with their, like, I wasn't practicing what I preach and, um, I wasn't practicing what I teach for Pete's sake. And, um, he was like, but would that have hurt you? And I was like, no, Jason, actually that would not have hurt me. (laughs) That only would have helped me right now. I would not have lost four solid weeks of income potential. Right. At the start of this, I would have already been ready to rock and roll. I would have had the, that email list that's already been nurtured. I would have had all of those things that, you know, I help my other, I help my clients with like that. They already have in place that they're already pandemic proof. Well, Um, you know, there are things that we help our clients with that I look back and I'm like, we really suck at that. Like, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like when you go to the doctor and then they step outside behind the building and they're like puffing down a pack of cigarettes and you're like, practice what you preach. There there are definitely times that we fall victim Mm -hmm. to not doing all the things that we know we should do. Mm -hmm. But that's why we each have a business coach. Mm -hmm. So even coaches Mm -hmm. have coaches. Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. Branding. Branding. A simple question, what is it? And two, most of us don't know what our brand is, do we? I love that you just said it's a simple question because that is like the farthest thing. That's why I led with it at the seven minute mark. We'll see how long it takes. (laughs) Okay, so in a nutshell. In a nutshell, the um all right. So your personal brand is the story that people tell about you when you're not in the room. All right. Your business brand is an persona in and of itself. Haha. See, I got the simple answers. Um, so I like to take it a step further. So Aaron Orndorff, who's a very, uh, who's the creator of Shopify plus is the one that says personal branding is the story that people tell about you when you're not in the room. My take on it is that your personal brand and even your business brand is the story that you choose for people to tell about you when you're not in the room and the way that you choose the way that you determine how other people are going to talk about your business is your brand. You get to decide what that story is. You get to decide how you are represented and you can have a strong brand that is totally in misalignment with who you are and what you have to offer. 
we forget that our brand is us because people are buying for the most part, they're buying Jenny because mm-hmm. there's a connection because yeah. there's we're, mm-hmm. business coaches are like cockroaches. We're everywhere. There's a, enough photographers. There's oh, digital marketing the people. Place, there's yeah. insurance people, right? But so we're buying somebody we met or somebody we referred. They're buying Trinity. Mm-hmm. Could care less. It's Hunter Rowe. May right. have heard it. May not have heard of it. Means nothing to them buying their house. No, it doesn't mean anything. But so the the more I'm in business and, and the older I get, it's it's the personal part of it. Mm-hmm. They meet you. There's a connection somehow with how they hear you talking about what they're trying to accomplish. Right. People buy because they need something, they like and or want something, or they've just made a decision from an emotional place, which is where the ultimate decision comes from, right? They need it, they like it, they want it, super. What is going to drive them to buy? How are they going to make that decision? they are going to make that decision from the basis of emotion. Like, yes, logic has some part of it, right? Logic pays for it. Right. Emotion, logic, emotion buys emotion it. drives it. And when um, I've, and I've been able, I've had the good fortune of being able to witness from start to finish the customer journey as it's presented. It's like, if you go to um, like flea markets or open markets, that is a great place to watch buyers literally start to finish through the customer journey that they will walk up because people are just milling around, right? Mm -hmm. They're not likely to go, I'm going to go find this piece of, you know, this trinket at this table and whatever, this piece of jewelry. They're not going because those types of environments aren't like, I'm going to go check this out online and then go buy, right? So if you go and watch, people like just sit back like a fly on the wall and watch people as they go through the decision-making process. It's fascinating, fascinating, especially like high-end artisan markets where you have more luxury items and you have the people with the disposable incomes, which I think that a lot of um, small business owners really need to be clear about who their client avatar is. And I'm not talking about the sense of like marketing one-on-one client avatar. Um, One of the ways that I walk through this process with my clients is we create kind of like a parallel client avatar where we talk about how they feel and what it is that they are like what words do they use to describe you and like more than just who they are and and how much money they make and where they shop and all those things like we dig deeper you're speaking mike's language because he is mr avatar Mine is, I know the what, usually I know the what, Mm -hmm. but you'll hook me with the how and the why. Yeah. Because I know I need a photographer. Okay, but how and why do I need it? Now you got me. You start going into that and Your business marketing is the what. Your market, the way that you market your business, the way that you put out there, you know, Wired to Change or, you know, Jenny Midgley Photography. Dot com. Yeah. Jenny Midgley dot com. Please go there. (laughs) Storytelling, market, you know, photography and content marketing. The way that you put out, you know, um, I don't even know what's on your business card. I was just looking at it. It just says Trinity French. Does it say Hunt Row on it? Um, which business card? Because I have multiples. All right. The real so estate So my real estate card has um, a picture of me and um, the name of my company, my name, and All right. realtor, advisor. Right. Yeah. That's a, well, That's that it. was a. Poor example for me to use because realtors really 
people don't pay attention to the company as much. They pay attention to the name of the person. Yes. Um, but yeah, so your business, market, but all that branded stuff. And when I, when I say branded, I mean like literally like the way that they, you know, the way they brand cattle is why there's corporate swag that's out there. Yep. Um, all that stuff is, is, it, you know, it's like the target bullseye and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, I don't know, all the other like Coca-Cola and you can so, recognize So things. my water cup, I'm a Tennessee grad. A couple years ago, Tennessee played Virginia Tech at Bristol Motor Speedway. And where is Bristol Motor Speedway? Dude, Virginia, Tennessee, county, state line. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. I'm sorry. I know oh, where Watkins Lord. Glen is. Close. And I know where Dover is. Yeah, close, but not near, yeah. And it was the Battle of Bristol. I know where Charlotte is. It was the Battle of Bristol. There's 105,000, no, 150,000 people there. A lot of rednecks. We had a blast. My Mm -hmm. rednecks met their rednecks. But yeah, it was that would, it was at the, it was the Battle of Bristol because it was in in the infield of a NASCAR racetrack. Ah, okay. So that makes more sense now. But yeah, so and why were you looking at like that? logos and things? Oh, because you're talking about branding. Because yeah. gotcha. Hey, right. it's a good story. I get to talk about Tennessee. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's also yeah. So that's like you can if you are aware of the different logos and the way that you know brand awareness happens. Like then yes, those things will make more sense. <laughs> looking at the bigger picture, but. Like, so the business brand, the, the business marketing is the what? The personal brand is the how, the when, and the why. So especially, again, for people who are solopreneurs, who are sales professionals, who are influencers, who are the face of their business, yes, you are your brand. And what you say and where you say it and how you say it matters. How you sell matters, what your processes matters. But how your customers feel about your product and your service matters the most. Yes. So. 100% agree. Your job as a small business owner, as a sales rep, as a whatever, um, is to provide an experience where your customer feels valued and feels like you're a resource and feels like you're someone that truly cares and the way that that happens is that you be a resource and you be genuine and you be authentic and you be kind and generous and you truly care like there's no shortcuts to that like there's not and we had talked on another podcast about a lot of the things that you can do to build your brand that literally cost you no money Mm -hmm. like you said having a really good process how you treat people how you dress, how you show up. I mean, all of those things literally cost you no money, mm-hmm. but make a huge impact on how people perceive you. You know, if I and Mike and I debate about the Walmart on a Saturday morning. Sunday at three at three in the afternoon after you've been working in the yard and you go to Walmart, we're laughing because I could go, I don't, hey, I don't care. I T-shirt, hat, whatever, and we got into this and... Trinity rightly said, I laughed the whole time until I edited the show and listened. She said, I, she can't wear her Michigan sweatshirt with the bleach stain. See, I do listen. Mm-hmm. You do. Because she may meet somebody that could be or is a potential client. She doesn't have to have the dress on, but it can't be the bleach stained sweatshirt mm-hmm. out in public. Mm-hmm. And I, the more I listen to that, I, and I understand in her world, I get that. We because are- it is, it's part of my professionalism and who I am and how 
you know, like in my world and both of our businesses for real estate and for coaching, paying attention to details and being detail oriented is really, really important. So if I appear sloppy or that I don't care about details, then that's going to shine through in other aspects of how people perceive me in business. And that thought will never cross my mind as a consumer. I didn't grasp that. That's why I had to listen to it when I edited the show to understand it, because I would not judge either one of you if right. I was doing business with you and you were in Walmart on a Sunday and you're just looking like, well, we've been in the yard for four hours. I had mm -hmm. to come shut. Would, wouldn't even give it a second right. thought. But others do, and she's right. No, yeah. they do. And they're so like... Case in point, right? We're quarantined. I put makeup on every single day because I'm on a video call mm -hmm. every single day. Me too. Do you know what I miss about non-quarantine times? Having days when I didn't have to wear makeup. <laughs> Girl, getting up and putting on makeup to get in front of my... Hadn't I have, of I have way, a man. light. Like, I have a light in front Hi. of my computer that I have to turn on because it makes me not look, you know, like I have like lighting now in my office yeah. to make myself look better on camera. Your soft boxes and right there. And there, there are, because when Drago takes pictures of us, he wants us to look as mm -hmm. snazzy as possible. But if there, I mean, there are definitely times when I'm rocking some gross stuff on the bottom, oh, but yeah. I'm dressed professionally up top yeah. for those video calls. We're walking mullets. We're, you know, party on the bottom and business up top. Yes, we are. <laughs> so let me jump to, and Trinity, Trinity and I have had this conversation. Tiffany, Trinity, right? It, the long, short story. It's a very inside right. story. Somebody we met with, yeah. The mixing of the business pages in social media and the personal page. I'm so glad you asked that question. Right, but I'll let Trina, in a nutshell, sum yours up why you want a mix of both. So most people buy from me off of my personal page, not my business page. And that's because what I'm selling is relational, not a product. Like, it's not something that people are going to go searching for, you know, like they're wanting my expertise and my personal relationships. So of course they're going to want to know a little bit more about me. And, and you also said that's who you want to follow. You want to see a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. People the, people, you follow. the people that are always just constantly posting only business stuff. I hide them. I unfollow them. It drives me crazy. Like I want to see a blend right. of their personal and their professional. You ready for this? Yep. Stop using your personal page to push your business. And I'll tell you why. Grow your business page independently of your personal page. Because your personal page used for business violates Facebook's terms of service. And you can get everything shut down. That said, you can very effectively talk about what you do and how you do it on both your business and your personal page, but you want to grow your following on your business page because especially since Facebook owns Instagram, you want to be able to segment your audience and create targeted ads that will cost you pennies on the dollar for the clients that you're going to get. See, so I don't pay for any ads. Everything I do is organic. Mm -hmm. I've never paid for an ad in my career. 
So just for me personally, for my marketing, for how I work by referral, that just doesn't fit within mm. the, the scope of my plan. I get a lot more success doing stuff through my personal page. And just like on LinkedIn, we get a lot more play from our personal LinkedIn than our business right. LinkedIn. Well, that's a whole nother, like that's a whole nother algorithm and a whole nother setup. So you want to have a page for your, a LinkedIn page for your business. However, yes, all of the, all of the personal market, all of the business marketing on LinkedIn is done through your LinkedIn profile. It's not. So for the majority of business owners, they, you are going to want to have a business page and grow the following so that you can segment the audience. So you can create targeted ads for things like if you're trying to grow into a different market, if you're trying to scale in a different way, like there's a reason to have your, now you're, what you're talking about is something different as far as how you use your Facebook profile and that's creating relationships and people get to know you like you trust you. And then they're like, Oh, I know she's a realtor. So I'm going to contact her, whatever. I would advise for most business owners to have that branding crossover, start on your business page and then share to your personal page. For example, when I post our podcast twice a week, I'll post it from wired to change but I'll tag us personally yes. on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It says yeah. in episode 65, Trinity and Mike talk with Jenny Midgley, yep. dot, dot, dot. Yep. And then tags both that way. And I do it same thing with Facebook. Yep. Start there and tag us both personally. Yep. Is that correct? Correct. And okay. then share yep. them both to your yes. professional, your individual professional pages and share to your personal pages as I, well. Tag and share. Right. So I'll, from Facebook, from our business Facebook page, I'll post whatever about us and I'll tag us both on our individual Facebook pages. So it goes there. You still have to share it. The page mentions are separate from the shares. Okay. Yeah. Just FYI, like mention, yeah. share, like all of that. So it's all about working with the algorithm to boost your visibility. Yeah. And I gotcha. have like a whole three sections of my course that I teach my people on how to boost their visibility. But this is a huge part of it, right? Because I have yeah. clients that come to me that say, oh, my coach told me to grow my personal page to like 3,000 people and then convert it to a business page. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's dirty. Don't do that. Don't. Oh, because all those friends heart. may not want to follow your business. Exactly. Yeah. You can ask, but you ultimately want to give people the choice. So when you're talking about growing a, uh, a business brand and a personal brand, and, and when you do have something that's intimate, right, that you're one-on-one -on -one with clients, that you're, you're dealing with major life purchases and choices, and you're, you're dealing with, you know, things where they're getting to know you, right? Like, you know, I've had conversations with clients, like we've been in the middle of a branding session where a client have said something and I'm like, stop it. We need to unpack why you believe that. And we get serious mm -hmm. real quick. And like, I've had them walk away going like, I feel like I need to go sit in my car and cry now. And I'm like, that's okay. I still love you. Call me later if you need me. <laughs> um, like, because we've, we've uncovered something that is legitimately holding them back. So when you do have a business where you you are creating those intimate, nurturing those intimate relationships, 
it is important that you have a very dynamic personal profile as well as a business profile. But the the reason why it's so important to grow that business profile is because you get the access to all of that data. And data drives decision-making for business owners, right? Like if you're going to talk about, like if you don't need to run ads, awesome. But a lot of business owners do, and they don't understand the power and the of, of just a little bit of investment in the Facebook ads that you can grow mm. huge audiences from. Yeah, and I'd say most people don't work 100% by referral. Right. Like, I'm in a very unique <laughs> situation, um, which is why, you know, like, people keep asking me, has business slowed down? I'm like, no, I've actually acquired a bunch of new clients throughout yeah. – this COVID thing. And, and we picked up two. Yeah, yeah. We picked up two coaching and clients. I, yeah. I've gotten four new real estate clients. So I, mean, I launched just, an online course and sold it out in four days. Like people are still buying. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like it's just doing it from home. Exactly. In some industries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people are looking for help. And if you can be the one standing up and giving them help and being that resource, that's huge. I have found some people that I've been following and they've made some of their webinars free all over those. All people, please, there's so much free stuff on the yep. internet. Thank you, Al Gore, for inventing all this stuff so we could get it free <laughs> and do something at home. But there's so much stuff mm -hmm. that's free out there now that wasn't and won't be. September 1, they'll go back to charging for it, and that's fine. Yeah. But, man, there's oh gosh, such good did stuff. Did you know that Harvard is offering free courses right now? Yeah, Harvard, I, Yale. I mm -hmm. was scrolling through, and I was like, I'm going to take this class. I'm going to take this class. And I was like, I absolutely want to learn about this like stuff. The, and then I can say I went to Harvard. Was it the or, was it Oregon? <laughs> one, of the, one of the universities was putting their whole agriculture thing online for people so that like people who would be gardening because they can't leave right like people who wanted to start gardens for okay. the spring and summer they were doing all like it's fascinating I think such it was a good PR move yeah like oh and yeah. those are yeah. the ones that are gonna last right now like those yes. people who I I mean you know self-plug I like you can go to my Facebook profile to my business page and find a gold mine of interviews that I have brought other experts on with me that you can go and see, and they're just talking, and we just talk, and we ask questions, and how do I handle this? And I'm doing it all throughout the 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 time of of the quarantine, just so that people can get something out of being stuck. Mm -hmm. And I found the mail list 2.0 webinar with yes, Jenny you through did. you. Because I was on Facebook one day and you were going with live Jenny with Wright. her. And mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? Let me just pop in because I knew it'd be good. Yeah. You know, knowing you a little bit, getting to know you better. I knew it'd be worthwhile. Thank but you. again, you follow, follow the people that know shit, yep. you know? So I knew it'd be good and I got in there and then I took her seminar and I'm like, oh, I, and I told so Trinity, it's like, I got much. stuff for us. But it was free and available. It was just enough. Yep. Yes, she was promoting a paid class which I may or may not take, but I got enough to get started mm -hmm. to figure out, okay, what else do I need? But because of your interview, free yep. interview with her, 
I got access to that. I'm like, man, yeah. oh yeah. And, and if you watch the next one with the niche marketer where we totally devolved in like the last 20 minutes of the video and like it was just a shit show and it was great and it was fantastic. <laughs> and we literally could have just stepped, kept talking for another three hours and I was finally like, we have to let these people go. <laughs> <laughs> like but, I'm going to stop going live. We can keep talking, but I'm going to stop going live. But right now. all those things are out there right now. And you're right. The people that are addressing the needs yeah. of the clients are going to survive this because mm. you can live giving stuff away for three months. Yep. Your, excuse me. Your business should be in a position to be able to withstand that because you're going to get clients out of that. Yep. You're going to get clients from your free stuff. Giving grace and being generous will come back to you tenfold. There is yes. no, you do not have to put a cost on being generous with your time and your knowledge and your expertise, because you know what? You're still not going to give it all away. No. Right. Like, right. That's why we're doing our complimentary 30 minute sessions. Yeah. And those have been so much fun. And yeah, some of those people have converted to clients, mm -hmm. but for the most part, it's just been amazing to be able to do some, to do something to help people in the business community mm -hmm. and to do something that, may or may not be the impetus that helps them not go under because, mm. you know, I've been saying for the last six weeks that they're predicting 50% of small businesses are not going to reopen. And sh shit, we were walking in here today and noticed that one of the businesses had already shut down in this yeah. building that we record our podcast. And it just tore at my yeah. heart because I was like, oh man, like, I hope that they just moved office spaces and didn't, <laughs> have to shut down completely. But before yeah. we go any further, I do want to make sure that we mention your podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm the co-host of The Girls Who Do Stuff. And, with Sarah um, Madness. With Sarah Madras. <laughs> Sarah Madras. Um, I hope you call her Madness. Sarah Madness. <laughs> I hope you call her Madness, Madness on the air one so day. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm your host, Jay Midge, and she's going to have to say Sarah Madness. It's fantastic. We'll do an, an ode to Mike Manning. Um, I'm good with it. Yeah, so you can find us wherever your uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, and uh, we drop new episodes every Tuesday. But we, um, our concentration is we also talk to um, small business owners, but not just about business. Like um, I was saying when I came in, I'm like, I appreciate that y'all give me some prep, right? Like people will ask us, like, is there anything I need to know? And we're like, no, you just show up, yep. and we'll talk to you. We'll see where it goes, and for the most part, um, the conversations that we have are just like the amazing. lady that was the lady that had been to prison, Sandra. That was I listened to that, and that was I love those yeah. stories. So that was um, I don't remember what episode number it was, but that's Sandra Pascal. Um, she is actually um, she's a spiritual influencer. And she is um, a network marketing guru mm. and has like a huge network marketing business with doTERRA um, essential oils. And, but she, if you know, if you go back to the podcast, like, I don't even know that we mentioned one essential oil other than like, mm. she would like, was, you know, putting on whatever to like, just, I was like, Oh, that smells good. To whatever. chill herself out. Yeah, like whatever the podcast. Was, her, <laughs> like we have to have her back on because we literally oh. got through a year in the life. Like There's way there more is that, yeah. so much more um, for her to share. And it's one of the things that we love. So like it all started because I pitched this idea to our producer 
and the name that I wanted was taken and uh, it was trademarked and um, so I couldn't use it for the podcast. Because you're a Wonder Woman fan. Because I am a Wonder Woman fan. And so uh, the name that I wanted was the Diana Projects and it's this like nonprofit something or other with some university up in the Northeast. And um, I was like, bummer. And Joe was like, well, I have the domain for girls who do stuff. Why don't you just do that? And I was like... Okay. Well, that just fell that in your lap. Cool. And yeah. he was like, well, who would you want as your co-host? And I was like, I am unprepared for that question. However, off the top of my head, I would like to ask my friend Sarah Madras. And we all, the um, guys who do stuff and the girls who do stuff had coffee. And we sat down and we worked out, like, the branding details and the logistics and what it would look like and how we wanted it to flow. Um, Sarah and I decided that we wanted to find sponsors and so that we could uh, not only um, – find a way to make it a uh, zero sum, right? Like not a zero mm -hmm. sum, but a zero cost, basically, mm -hmm. effort for us. Um, but also to support other local businesses. So we have um, title sponsors for our show. Um, and uh, they, uh, I think they also flipped over to the guys to do stuff as well. So, um, and then, you know, we just made a list of all the people we wanted to talk to and we started asking people. Yeah, content's not a problem with these no. podcasts. People should start one. And, well, but, and I was talking to um, Clint Webb, mm -hmm. who's going to be on the podcast, mm -hmm. and he wants to start a podcast. And yeah. I was like, dude, you are so much fun to talk to. Like, we got on a go-to meeting and we were just, you know, shooting the shit and having a blast. And I was like, I could listen to him for hours. Like, yeah. he's just got such a cool story. So... Like, just start a podcast. Yeah. I mean, so Joe's thing was this is what sparked the whole thing for me was he, um, I was shooting an event at, and I don't typically shoot events, but it was a, a women networking um, a group that I'm part of. And they were like, would you mind taking photos of our new member? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. It's fine. I can do that. And um, so he showed up to do something in the studio. Um, and the, uh, one of the owners at Vibe was like, hey, Joe, come introduce yourself to this group of 25 women that are just all staring at you now. And <laughs> um, But he said, he was like, you know, this is what I do. I produce, you know, I have podcast carry, I produce. And if you can think of 50 people you want to talk to, then you can have a podcast. And the next morning I was um, driving to the maintenance or something for Triangle Business Breakfast and literally like an instant download in my head. Mm -hmm. Just the name, the topics, the people, Everything just came in, and because that's how I typically get my flashing bright ideas. Um, like in my head is a constant running movie reel. Like I have an inner monologue that's <laughs> yes. running, plus like pictures and a movie, like stills and 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 you know rolling cinema. And so it's not, it's really not fun in my head. But um, when I get flash ideas, it's like an instant download, and uh, that's what and that's literally how it happened. And it was so easy. And it came so like naturally. And then we got in the studio, we started recording and it's just now we record um, the second and fourth Friday of the month and we sit down for two hours and we have amazing guests and we just put the word out there and we're like, who wants to come talk to us? And, and that's why we like doing yeah. two shows with every guest because yeah. there's so much to get. And we could do three or four. You really Probably. could. So uh, what does time you got? a couple more minutes? Yeah. <laughs> what does that do for your brand and or Sarah's brand? What role does the podcast play? Honestly, it's it's ancillary. It's a parallel brand. It's not um, like I take pictures of guests in studio um, and I connect with 
some guests about, you know, content. Um, like we developed a whole course for Tracy Phillips when she came in the innate coach. Um, we like basically developed her program sitting in the podcast studio. So like, that's a good, you know, that's so a good plug. B- businesses come out of it though, right? <laughs> yeah. But it should, it should, there should be a method to the madness. Yeah. And whether we, it's $2 or $200,000. Right. And we, um, but it's really more of the fulfillment of what we get to share yes. with one another and with the guests and the process and what we're putting out there for people to consume. So um, it's meaningful. And what we're actually going to do, and we had been in the planning stages, is to do a live event, um, mm-hmm. live with the girls who do stuff. We're going to do um, an on-site, you know, live uh, broadcast. Uh, we're going to have some uh, a chance because it came from a, an, um, a listener who was like, I would love to meet some of your guests. And I would love to like, just, would you ever think about doing a networking event? And I was like, that doesn't really align for us. And I brought it back to Sarah. And in my mind, we were just going to have a big party and like with pink disco balls and, you know, pink cocktails and fun things. And she's like, no, we're going to have a meaningful day and people are going to learn things. And I was like, Super. <laughs> and then we're going to have a party, right? Yeah. <laughs> With Second show's a party. Yes. Right. The after hour. Right, yeah. the after hour. So like, she, then it turned it, but like through that, we had a brainstorming session. She went and, and hit up Sandra and Sandra was like, oh, I already have three sponsors lined up for you. What do you need? And then there was a pandemic. So once we can start like getting people together again, because we want it to be fun and meaningful. So that's going to be another um, avenue for us as well. So... Well, that'll be fun. We talked about doing a live mm-hmm. event at a bar. Yeah, yeah. That's well, of where course, we at a bar. Yeah, naturally. So clinking glasses and everything. Yeah. So because we could probably call up all our friends. Oh, oh yeah, I could yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah basically. So, yeah. No, no chance of shortage of guests. Yeah. So, uh, in it, okay, so let's sum up here because we're coming toward, towards the end here. What? Give us two bullet points for people to think about when they look at their website, their whatever. All right. What should they look at and look into? Make sure you're not using crappy stock photos. Don't use shitty pictures, y'all. Don't use shitty pictures. Don't pull and download something that you saw that was like, oh, this is amazing. No. Even if you can't uh, afford a professional photographer, find out how to take a quality photo. Um, One of the things we talked about was using the rule of thirds. The rule of thirds is when you basically like put a tic-tac-toe board across your photo, <laughs> across your lens, right? And you want to try and capture the focal point at one of the intersecting lines. And when you do that, um, like, so any of the four points of the middle square, right? Yep. So like Hollywood squares, you don't want the middle square. You want somebody to be off to the side, down a little bit from the middle square or, you know, up at the top, whatever. So because what that does is that helps you create negative space And when you have negative space, you can put text on your own photos. And when you can put text on your own photos, that means that you can make your own marketing materials. So um, one of the things that I always include for my gallery in my galleries for my clients is um, setups and photos where there's a lot of negative space Um, and where we um, there's a lot like the rule of thirds is much more complex. And but that's the, the basic like picture Hollywood squares. Don't be center square. Be to the left or the right, or what are the intersecting points? <laughs> so. It's simple. It's not easy. No. But it's simple but, to look at that and go, okay, I get that. But isn't that anything in business? Yes. Those systems are all very simple. They are. But it's not easy. You well, have and to it's put taking in the time because, 
you know, we're sitting here and I'm thinking this is something that I've known and think about when I'm doing like stuff for marketing, but I'm just thinking back to my cruise and I'm like, man, I was just snapping pictures so fast that they could have been so much better Mm -hmm. because I was being lazy, (laughs) basically. I don't think it's about laziness, um, but it's about like finding, you know, there are some, I'll show you when we're done. Like there are some that are like really like, oh, just like the fun snapshots. And then there's others that I was very intentional about that I actually like waited for the shot to come. Mm-hmm. And okay. then I turned this into this photo that I'm showing of my daughter. This is in Grand Cayman. But I made sure that there was like enough of the water. We were literally in the water in front of me. And I turned this into a graphic text about like some motivational quote for life or whatever. And yeah. I put the text all in the water because there was negative space. Negative space is your good, friend. That's good, yeah. That's a positive term. Mm. A positive space. term. Yeah. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, we have thoroughly enjoyed this. I know there's probably eight-hour class <sighs> on branding yeah. and photography and, and stuff like that. But go to JennyMidgley.com. Mm-hmm. Go to GirlsWhoDoStuff.com. Mm-hmm. .com. Either one, you can mm-hmm. find her. And you have like seven Facebook pages. I, I was I was researching <laughs> you, and there's... You do like there's a business one, and then there's like there's a lot of Jenny Midgley's out there. There's some yeah eh, sketchy looking couple. Yeah, but, but uh, it's not. Yeah. Uh, no, my uh, it's M I D G L E Y, and um, there's only one J Midge though. There is. Although yes. um, Facebook recognizes the fake ones. I know too, my husband's so. cousins J J and J P might say like hey, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Everything is Jenny Midgley. There's it no is, other yes. branding. Well, no, 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 I am no, my no, brand. no, no, no. Hang on what? a sec. Let me go to my notes on. Crap. Where did I write this? I don't know. Hang on a sec. Oh, the name on her um, Instagram. On Instagram. Is Jenny dot Midgley. Mm, no, it's not. Where did I... oh no, Mama Jenny B on Facebook. Oh no, that's like I mean that's like my login, but okay. it's not like. Ooh, well that's in that's out in public then. So yeah. I found that. So okay, All your right. login. Yeah, like my email, like it's, it's my Gmail account. Oh, hmm. interesting. Not how I took that. Use my you're Jenny a sleuth. Right. Sleuthing mm. and finding maybe I can get her bank account oh, number. Wow, pretty right? much. Yeah. Wow. Way to be don't smart online, anyone, Jenny. So don't yeah, give so. anyone any ideas. Like it was okay. mamajennyb.com, like at gmail.com. Like that's my. Email. If anybody wants to email yeah, me, go ahead. I never saw it as an email address, but anyways, that's no, that's like when you go to facebook.com/slash mamajennyb. That is Jenny Mitchell. That's like the the handle because yeah. That's a good handle. So yeah, because like when I was, you know, I still have like carryover from when I worked in behavioral health of making yeah. it hard for people to find me sometimes, and yeah. I've had to break that. Mm-hmm. Um, like everything when I was in behavioral health, everything was under my husband's name, and I actually I didn't change my name um, legally until we went uh, <laughs> to go. I had to go get a new passport for the cruise mm-hmm. because my mom forgot that I had never changed my name and booked everything under Midgley. And I was still legally Jenny Barman and my passport, everything was still Jenny. So I had to go. I was like, I called the travel agent. And she was like, really? And I was like, are you telling me that it's going to be easier to change my name than it would be to change all the itineraries? And, all? and she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So. See, that's why I didn't change my <laughs> yeah. name. People yeah. gave me crap about no, it, but I was For their very, honeymoon, she just left careful. it as, no, as I did. Gregor. Yeah, yeah just because yeah. it was easier. I, no, I get I, 11 and a half years. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Too funny. Uh, if it takes me 11 and a half years to change know, my name, Scott Scott's will gonna, divorce yeah. me. <laughs> You'll need a new Scott, yeah. He'll just get over it. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know about this he, one, but yeah. I'll introduce him to my Scott. He'll, he'll, tell, he'll set him straight. JennyMidgley.com, wiredtochange.com. We got answers for you. Let us know any questions, and we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.